Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, please welcome to the Market Color Podcast. This is a weekly podcast that is dedicated to providing our listeners with a broad overview of the global financial markets, but with a special focus on the Kenyan markets. And in order to achieve this objective, we have structured this podcast to begin with an overview of the global markets so as to give you a big picture perspective of the global economy. This is then followed by the Kenyan segment where we review the performance of the local markets with a view to covering all the major asset classes. And finally, we wrap up the podcast by addressing the topical issue for that week so as to bring you up to speed with the latest financial headlines. This podcast is targeted at the individual with an interest in financial markets, but who probably doesn't have the time for research and analysis. That is why I created the Market Color podcast to call it and analyze the data on your behalf and to present it in a brief and concise manner that is easy for you to consume. This is episode number 43, and this week we are reviewing the performance of the global markets during the seventh week of 2023, and that is from Monday the 13th to Friday the 17th of February. And without further ado, this is your host, Jemu Huri, and together, let's dive right in. We kick it off in the United States where the Labor Department reported on Tuesday that inflation in America picked up at the start of 2023, driven up by rising gas and fuel prices. The Consumer Price Index, which measures a broad basket of common goods and services, rose 0.5% in the month of January and translated into an annual inflation rate of 6.4%. The core consumer price index, which excludes volatile food and energy prices, increased 0.4% for the month and 5.6% on an annual basis. According to a separate labor report, the average hourly earnings fell 0.2% for the month and was down 1.8% compared to one year ago. Despite the Federal Reserve hiking its benchmark interest rate eight times since March 2022, this latest data shows that inflation remains a force to reckon with in the U.S. economy. The inflation story was the same at the wholesale level as the producer price index rose more than expected at a rate of 0.7% in the month of January. And in contrast to the United States, inflation in the United Kingdom fell for a third consecutive month as it dipped to 10.1% in the month of January. However, despite the dip in inflation, food and energy prices remain high and continue to put pressure on British consumers. Inflation in the United Kingdom has fallen consistently since hitting a 40-year high of 11.1% in October 2022. The core consumer price index, which excludes food and energy prices, was down at 5.3% 
compared to 5.8% in December. In response to inflationary pressures, the Bank of England has raised its benchmark rates to 4% and has focused a much shallower recession than it had previously anticipated. Economists project that due to the slow pace of reduction in inflation, the Bank of England is likely to press ahead with a further rate hike at its next policy meeting in March. Turning to the east, the latest data indicates that China's economic recovery is off to a slow start as migrant workers return to work after the Chinese New Year holiday, which is their longest holiday of the year. Despite China ending its COVID controls in early December, the pace of economic growth is not yet back at full throttle. In the U.S. stock market, stocks recorded a mixed performance on Friday as persistently high inflation and rising interest rates continued to weigh down on investor sentiment. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 129 points to close the week at 33,826, while the broad market index, the S&P 500, shed 0.28% to end the day at 4,079, and the tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite fell 0.58% to close the session at 11,787. Stocks were also mixed for the week as the Dow Jones declined by 0.13% for the week, while the S&P 500 shed 0.28%, and the Nasdaq backed the trend and rose by 0.59% for the week. Investors continue to worry about the economy and how equities will hold up as the Federal Reserve continues to hike interest rates in an attempt to bring inflation down to its target level of 2%. In the U.S. bond market, the yield on U.S. Treasuries initially spiked on Friday before cooling off later in the session as investors digested the latest inflation data that has raised concerns about persistent inflation and the prospects that the Federal Reserve will continue raising interest rates for longer than initially anticipated. The yield on the 10-year Treasury bond hit its highest level since November and was last seen trading at 3.82%. Meanwhile, the yield on the two-year Treasury note hit a three-month high but was little changed at 4.62%. Both the consumer and producer price indices for January came in higher than expected and this has raised concerns about higher interest rates that may cause the U.S. economy to slide into a recession. In the commodity markets, the price of crude oil fell by $2 a barrel on Friday and closed the week significantly lower as traders worried that future rate hikes in the United States could weigh down on aggregate demand. On Thursday, Federal Reserve officials warned that additional rate hikes are inevitable in order to curb inflation. That sentiment lifted the U.S. dollar making crude oil more expensive for holders of other currencies. 
the international benchmark Brent crude declined 3.9% for the week to trade at $83 per barrel, while the U.S. benchmark West Texas Intermediate fell by 4.2% for the week to close at $76.34 per barrel. Meanwhile, the price of Marban oil, which Kenya imports, increased to $84.7 per barrel from $84.4 the previous week. During the past week, the Energy and Petroleum Regulatory Authority released their monthly statement, which confirmed that fuel prices in Kenya will remain unchanged for the third consecutive month. In the gold market, the price of bullion was on track for its third consecutive week of declines and was mainly weighed down by a stronger U.S. dollar following the release of the latest inflation data. Spot gold declined by 1.4% for the week and was last seen trading at $1,841 per ounce. The price of gold has so far declined about 7% from its nine-month peak that was hit earlier this month. For your information, higher interest rates increase the opportunity cost of holding gold, which does not produce any periodic yield. We now change focus to the Kenyan financial markets, and as is the norm, we start off by looking at exchange rates. According to data obtained from the central bank, the Kenya shilling declined marginally but remained stable against major international as well as regional currencies. The Kenya shilling was trading at 125.52 versus the US dollar compared to 124.98 the previous week. Meanwhile, the sterling pound was valued at 151.31 and the euro was pegged at 134.43. On the regional front, one Kenyan shilling was changing hands for 29.24 Ugandan shillings and 18.63 Tanzanian shillings, and to the Rwandese franc, it was priced at 8.66. On foreign exchange reserves, according to the central bank, Kenya's usable foreign exchange reserves remained adequate at 6.875 billion US dollars which is equivalent to 3.84 months of import cover. However, this falls short of the central bank's statutory requirement to maintain at least 4 months of import cover. Kenya's foreign exchange reserves have now dropped to their lowest level in 7 years and this is in the wake of huge foreign debt repayments as well as the country's inability to access the international financial markets due to the high cost of U.S. dollar debt. And in the money markets, the liquidity situation in the money markets improved significantly during the past week, and this was supported by government payments, which exceeded and more than offset tax remittances. Commercial banks' excess reserves in relation to the 4.25% cash reserve requirement stood at 16.1 billion shillings. Meanwhile, open market operations remained active with the average interbank rate at 6.22% compared to 6.43% the previous week. 
During the week, the average value traded decreased to 20.3 billion shillings from 27.9 billion shillings that was recorded the previous week. In the government securities market, the weekly Treasury bill auction was held on Thursday, the 16th of February, and the central bank received bids totaling 45.9 billion shillings, a Guinness and advertised amount of 24 billion shillings, representing a performance of 191%. However, out of the 46 billion shillings received, the central bank ended up accepting only 44 billion shillings. Interest rates increased marginally but remained stable as the 91-day rate ticked up by 2.2 basis points to 9.62%, while the 182-day rate increased by 3.7 basis points to 10.07%, and the 364-day rate gained by 3.5 basis points to settle at 10 For your information, 100 basis points is equivalent to one percentage point. And in the primary bond market, the central bank advertised a top sale of the two fixed coupon treasury bonds that were on offer in the month of February and was looking to raise an additional 10 billion shillings on a fast-come, fast-served basis. The top sale was successful and the central bank received bids totaling 12.4 billion shillings but ended up accepting only 12.2 billion shillings which was split in the following manner. For the reopened bond with 4.5 years left to maturity, the central bank accepted 8.5 billion shillings at a weighted average rate of 13.875%. For the fresh bond issue with 10 years to maturity, the central bank accepted 3.6 billion shillings at a weighted average rate of 14.15%. For your information, a top sale normally takes place after a bond issuance is undersubscribed and the issuer of the bond decides to top the market for additional funding by reissuing the same bond. Also, in the primary bond market, the Central Bank of Kenya last week issued a prospectus and invited bids for a 17-year amortized infrastructure bond issue number IFB1-2023-017 and is looking to raise 50 billion shillings for the stated purpose of funding infrastructure projects. The bond is now open for sale until the 7th of March 2023. And as is the norm with infrastructure bonds, the interest earned on this bond will be tax-free as provided for under the Income Tax Act. As mentioned, this is an amortized bond, which means that a portion, in this case 50%, of the principal will be redeemed before maturity. Details of the redemption structure are available in the prospectus for this bond. At the Nairobi Securities Exchange during the past week, the equities market recorded a mixed performance with the NASI declining by 0.2% 
while the NSE 20 and the NSE 25 gained by 0.5% and 0.2% respectively. This takes the year-to-date performance to gains of 0.5% for the NASI, 0.3% for the NSE 20, and 1.7% for the NSE 25. The equity market's performance was mainly driven by losses recorded by large-cap stocks such as Bamburi and Safaricom, which declined by 1.2% and 1% respectively. These losses were, however, mitigated by gains recorded by other large-cap stocks such as BAT Kenya, Standard Chartered Bank, and Equity Group, which increased by 7.8%, 2.1%, and 1.8% respectively. During the week, market capitalization and total shares traded declined marginally by 0.7% and 2.7% respectively, whilst equity turnover increased by 10.5%. In the bond market, turnover in the domestic secondary market increased by 23.5% during the past week, and in the international markets, the yields on Kenya's eurobonds recorded a mixed performance, with a yield on the 10-year eurobond that matures in 2024, recording the largest gain of 90 basis points, from 10.8% to 11.7%. Meanwhile, the yield on the other 10-year eurobond that matures in 2028, this declined by 40 basis points from 10.9% to 10.5%. On Kenya's national debt, total government debt as of December 2022 stood at 9.14 trillion shillings, and this was equally divided between domestic debt at 4.47 trillion shillings and foreign external debt at $37.9 billion, which is equivalent to 4.67 trillion shillings. Next up, we look at the topical issue for this week. And this week, we are reviewing two issues that piqued our interest. And the first issue is on revenue collection. The latest data from the National Treasury shows that tax revenues grew by 5.6% from 143 billion shillings in January 2022 to 152 billion shillings in January 2023. The cumulative tax receipts in the first seven months of the current fiscal year now stand at 1.1 trillion shillings, which is an increase of 9.2% compared to the same period last year. The Kenya Revenue Authority is expected to collect 2.07 trillion shillings by the end of this financial year, which means that the authority needs to raise an additional 967 billion shillings in the next five months, and that translates into an ambitious run rate of about 193 billion shillings per month. The tax agency is currently behind its revenue collection target by about 43 billion shillings. The second topical issue is about Telcom Kenya. Are you aware that Telcom Kenya, which was initially privatized in 2007, has now reverted back to a fully state-owned enterprise? On the 5th of August 2022, 
just four days before the general elections, the Treasury overruled the controller of budget and paid out just over 6 billion shillings to reacquire a 60% stake in Telcom Kenya from a subsidiary of Helios, which is a UK-based private equity fund. This transaction was concluded without parliamentary approval, which explains why the controller of budget refused to authorize the payment. Besides the Telcom Kenya deal, the Treasury spent an additional 16 billion shillings without parliamentary approval in the last weeks of the previous regime. The Treasury Department appears to be operating at the whims of the executive branch of government. And in my view, the only way to resolve this issue is to create an independent Treasury Department as well as repeal Article 223 of the Constitution, which allows the Treasury to spend money without parliamentary approval. And on that note, we come to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to the Market Color podcast. We hope that you found it to be useful and informative. And if so, please share it with a friend and help to spread the word around. We really do appreciate your assistance in this effort. For your information, the Market Color podcast is now available on all the major hosting directories. That is Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please subscribe and remember to turn on alerts to be notified of new episodes. And if you have any ideas or feedback on how we can improve this podcast, please feel free to reach me on the following email address. That is G at gmail.com. Jamuhuri spelled J-A-M-U-H-U-R-I. Once again, thank you for your continued support. I look forward to interacting with you again next week. And in the meantime, please do have yourselves a blessed and fruitful week ahead. And remembering that you're going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. A quote by Steve Jobs. Think about it. Thank you. And God bless you.